everyone, and welcome to the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy, and on this podcast, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, Web3, metaverse, NFTs. If you want to know more about it, we are here to go deep with you with the most exciting thinkers, innovators, and creators in the space. Wow, am I excited about today's guest. Um, Not only is she just one of the most awesome humans, um, but when I first got into Web3, all I heard was her name. People were like, you have to collect her NFT collection. You have to meet her. She's incredible. Uh, And now here she is right here in the Crypto Cafe, Sarah Bauman, co-founder and lead artist behind Women and Weapons. Sarah, I'm so delighted to be chatting with you. Hello, hello, beautiful lady. Well, that is about the best introduction I could ever have if I've ever, you know, had one that's just truly miraculous. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have I wish we were together in person. I'm so happy we've had the pleasure of meeting in person. Um, but today we are in a virtual metaverse cafe, if you will. So what are, what are you drinking in the cafe? Girl, you better believe I am drinking a strong French press coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am right from the hyperness in my voice. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, you always have so much energy. I feel like you might not even need coffee, but, I, you know, I'm glad that makes me feel a little better that maybe you are human uh, somewhere under all that energy. I am also drinking like a bucket of black iced coffee right here. So uh, I'm I'm right with you. Um So, Sarah, give us, I mean, you have just such an exciting journey. Um, Talk us a little bit about what you were doing before you got into Web3 and what your big aha moment was that kind of changed the whole course of your career. Yeah. You know, speaking of crazy journey, I was actually going to make coffee yesterday morning and I walked past our refrigerator and on our refrigerator, I had my... uh, badge from the hospital. Um, so that kind of, I guess, kicks off where my journey began. Um, so I actually got my master's degree in occupational therapy and I had been working in the hospital and outpatient therapy systems for the past five years. Um, my dream had always been to be an artist ever since I was a little girl, like my passion, my meditation, everything revolved around art. However, having a mom that is an immigrant to the United States, she really wanted to ensure that I had a sustainable career. So hence me going into healthcare and pursuing occupational therapy on the, or I'm sorry, going into healthcare and pursuing art on the side. Um, my husband actually got into crypto and NF. Well, he got into crypto in 2018, got into NFTs in early 2021. Um, and he really urged me to look into NFTs, look into the community and learn a little bit about it. Um, So it was kind of a slow burn me getting into the space. Um, Once I did finally dip my toes in, I was really fascinated by the community, fascinated by the opportunities that it opened up to artists and individuals with the uh, ability to collect royalties in perpetuity and for that signature essentially to be digitally associated with your artwork forever. Um, And so I was, you know, very much uh, sold into it. So I decided to mint my uh, my 10-piece original Women and Weapons gouache painted collection um, as NFTs. And our dear friend, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he was actually my very first collector of those NFTs. And quite literally, I mean, life changed from that point. And, um, you know, it, it was a moderately big change, not quite as big of a change as season one was for me. But, you know, you kind of asked, like, what was it that tipped me off? And 
to be honest, it was a gut feeling. Um, my gut, there were several times where I had thought about, you know, going down to PRN status at the hospital and pursuing art more on a, on a full-time basis. But my gut just always told me it's not time yet. Um, and whenever I started getting into web three and getting into the NFT space is when my gut was like, okay, it's, it's a good time. You can go ahead and take this calculated risk and go for it. And that's what I did. I love it. Okay, Sarah, I want to I want to dive a little deeper into a few of the things about your story that you've mentioned. So, first of all, I mean, you must have been into art for for a while because someone does doesn't just wake up and say like I'm going to mint 10 pieces of art randomly. <laughs> like what what role did art play in your life, uh, you know, as a side passion or hobby? Yeah, I've I mean, literally since the moment I could pick up a marker, that is all I've ever wanted to do is draw or paint or sculpt or photograph or something of that nature. Um, basically all my family members in Iran, they're all artists. My grandmother on my father's side, she's an artist. So it's very much in the genetics, um, but it's always been my passion. It's been something that I go to, to meditate, to feel calm. Um, and I love, you know, the opportunity to have a creative outlet. And so I've done sculpture, I've done photography, I've done ceramics, I've done painting, I've done drawing, pretty much every medium I could ever get my hands on. I've been involved with it. Mm, I love it. And, uh, and how, how did Gary find your work? So this is a funny story. I don't know that he does it quite as much anymore, but uh, last year, he used to post quite often Saturdays that he was looking for new uh, independent artists that had unsold artwork. Um, well, at that point, I had had my Women and Weapons collection ready to go for about a month, month and a half. Um, and I saw him post that and I was like, okay, Hail Mary. Um, and so I commented under that post and I said, hey, Gary, I would love it if you would be my first collector of one of my NFTs. And I posted a photo of one of the pieces. And sure enough, I was working in the hospital that same day. And I got like a bazillion Twitter notifications on my watch uh, while I was in a patient's room. So I ran downstairs to the office where we document and I called Jake and I was like, please just tell me what's going on because I can't scroll through Twitter fast enough to figure out what's happening. <laughs> um, and sure enough, Gary bought three of my pieces and the rest of them sold out in 45 seconds. And uh, I mean, you can ask my coworkers. I literally like pretty much melted out of my desk chair onto the floor, which I don't recommend laying on a hospital floor ever. <laughs> um, but that is 100% what happened. It's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, um, so talk to me about the inspiration behind women and weapons. Uh, had you been drawing kind of fierce women for a long time? Was this a new idea that came to you? Yeah. So it wasn't really... I guess it was kind of a new idea that came to me. So for a long time, I had been painting and drawing pieces um, and I had only recently gotten into uh, doing a uh, installation by Sharina Shat, who's an Iranian artist that kind of talked about the juxtaposition of uh, male roles versus female roles in Iran. And that kind of coupled with what was going on in the American landscape at the time with, you know, a lot of uh, violence in schools and so on. Um, and then also seeing these these ads, you know, in the mid-century era in America where women were often put down, basically told to be in their place, you know, show women who's boss and so on. I think it was it was a lot of me processing through seeing all these things, capturing all these things, uh, understanding all these things that made me want to take women from that time period and flip the script and instead make them powerful while utilizing the weaponry as the symbol and the metaphor of the weapons that women carry into their everyday that make these women truly powerful. Mm, 
It's so beautiful. I mean, it's an incredible collection uh, and now two collections. Uh, so I highly recommend to any of our listeners to to check it out. Um, before we dive a little more into kind of this next chapter, uh, talk to me a little bit about being in business with a spouse. I, I've One thing I've seen is that a lot of couples are in business together in Web3, much more than I've ever seen in Web2 or in, or in other places. And uh, like what, uh, how did that happen? Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was actually listening to one of your episodes the other day with uh, Mai and Ben and uh, talking about that same topic. And I was like, oh, I hope she asked this question. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jake and I, we've been together for 18 years. We've been together since we were 12 years old. Um, and he and I have, we've ventured into multiple different business ventures with one another, whether it was selling my artwork or real estate or whatever it might be. And we've always just worked really, really well together. Um, you know, he tends to have the strengths that I don't have and vice versa. I have the strengths that he doesn't have. And so we, we tend to run very parallel with one another whenever it comes to business that we don't step on each other's toes, but rather I think we inspire each other and we bounce ideas off of each other really well. Um, and so I think for us, it's always been a natural fit that we would be going into some venture of business with one another. And, you know, thus, thus far, it's been absolutely incredible. I think he inspires me every single day and I think vice versa, um, and you know, it's, it's maybe not something that's for everybody to work with their spouse. You know, I think a lot of people, it might be too overwhelming or it might be too much, but for us, it works out really, really nicely. I think, uh, you know, he and I are just impressed by each other's capabilities, our strengths, our ideas every single day, and it's made our marriage stronger. For anyone who's just joining us, if that's a thing that people do join mid-podcast, you're (laughs) listening to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg, and I'm delighted today to be speaking with Sarah Bauman, co-founder and lead artist behind Women and Weapons. So, Sarah, we talked kind of about your origin story. It's hard to imagine. I mean, all of it was like what, a year ago, less than a year ago that all of that happened and you took the leap. And now since then, I feel like you have become one of the most prominent voices in NFTs, certainly like one of the most prominent female voices in NFTs. You've launched a second collection and we're now braving kind of a crypto winter. So so give me like the lay of the land right now for you. Yeah, no. So like in regards to what we're doing or in regards to kind of the the landscape at present? Um, Both. Let's, I want to hear it all. Yeah. So I think right now, you know, obviously it's a little bit crazy in the landscape. There's a lot of volatility for many of us it breeds creative solutions and products. Right. Um, And I think what's so special about web three is it's the intersection of tech and business and finance and creativity and art. Um, And I think what we're seeing is a lot of very interesting and very creative solutions. And I think, you know, oftentimes some of the world's best companies and products were built downturns. Um, And so, you know, I'm really excited to see what people, you know, that are into the space and committed to inventing and moving forward. I'm excited to see what they build. And so, you know, I certainly don't see this current landscape as something to be feared. Instead, I see it as something to take on as a challenge, a challenge to be creative and to uh, rise above. And so, um, albeit it's different. It's not what we had experienced six months ago. Um, But, you know, I think with any instance in life, it's important to be able to roll with the punches and evolve and rise above. 
for sure. And you, I mean, you have such an amazing infectious energy and enthusiasm. Um, how how do you keep yourself motivated and positive, uh, especially given kind of the current market situations? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it can be really, really easy to get down, right? Um, but I think one of the things that I do regularly, and I think Jake does as well, is we practice gratitude quite frequently. Um, you know, we are so unbelievably blessed for everything that we have going on, the friends that we have, the people in our lives, to have our families, healthy families, to be pursuing this career that we absolutely love. And so, you know, even when there are difficult things that are coming our way or that we're facing, I think, um, especially, you know, just focusing what is so positive in our lives, like the blessings that we've been dealt, that's, I think, what really keeps us positive. And of course, you know, whenever there is a moment where we start get getting negative or I start getting negative or things start getting difficult. Um, I think I find an opportunity to meditate. So whether that be going for a walk or spend time with my pets or my husband or my mom or painting, um, you know, I try to find some sort of Avenue to really clear my mind and recenter um, because, you know, we're always going to face some semblance of a rough time. Like there have certainly been other very difficult times in my life. And one of the things that has really gotten me through those difficult times has been you know, focusing on what I'm grateful for and the blessings that I have. Absolutely. So Sarah, talk us through the second collection that you recently dropped. Yeah. So I'm super stoked about the second collection. So, uh, it, it has a little bit of a retro futurism vibe to it and a spin to it. Um, so essentially what it is, is it's, it's our way of expanding the women and weapons storyline. So if anybody's listening and they're curious about it, you can head over to our website at womenandweapons.io. Uh, under our season two tab, we have all the lore associated with season two. So essentially we're building out the storyline with these characters and bringing my characters to life. Um, and it was also another avenue for me to kind of create and explore artistically as well and bridge that 1940s, 1950s aesthetic into that kind of retro futuristic early 1960s vibe while expanding the storyline, you know, so that we can bring these characters to life and do fun things with them and also be able to explore a little bit more so with our contract as well. Mm, Season two is absolutely stunning. I am a very... A proud and, and delighted collector of both season one and season two. And I mean, your art is incredible. Um, Sarah, I'm curious, now that you're such a seasoned veteran in the space, I'd love your advice for both brand new artists that are just launching their first collection or their first drop, and also your advice maybe for artists and creators that are ready to go into that season two or that that next drop. Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, you really want to make sure that you build out um, your story and your community, and you really want to build out with a um, genuine presentation of yourself first and foremost. Um, And I think second of all, um, you have to head in with, with confidence in yourself and your capabilities, because I think it is very easy to quickly develop an imposter syndrome. Um, And also I think it's important to go in prepared, prepared for what's going to happen after the mint, you know, before minting out your project, 
is just, I mean, that's only a fraction of the work. That work expands tenfold from there. Um, And so really being prepared and knowing what you're about to be walking into and having a plan is really important for uh, continuing on and expanding. But, you know, I'm totally here for artists that are entering the space, you know, independent artists, because I think this is a very amazing space and a very supportive space for artists, especially with the fact that the blockchain allows that artwork to always be tied back to that artist. And the fact that the artist can always receive royalties in perpetuity, you know, that's something that's so special about the space. It's never been a thing before, right? I think the best thing to say is to just be creative, do something new, be innovative, don't recreate the wheel, um, create something that, that stands alone and is very representative of you and your project and who you are. One thing that has just I've always been so impressed by you is how much, you know, how authentic you are interacting with your community and how much time you put into interacting with your community and your collectors. I mean, I saw you at at VCon at the recent conference in Minneapolis, like sitting for hours, taking selfies with people, smiling, keeping your energy up. I mean, talked. It seems like today with Web3, you know, artists have a have a lot of opportunity to go direct to their community, but it also means that you now have a full-time job as a community manager also. So talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, you really, you know, these people are are spending time on you, investing time on you. And I think that you need to be giving that back to them in tenfold, right? Um, and to be totally transparent and honest with you, you know, I've had the opportunity since since the fruition of Women and Weapons to really start getting to know our community and the people who are involved with it. And I've truly fallen in love with so many of them. I feel like, you know, now I know their stories. I know about them. I know about their kids. You know, I know about some of the struggles that they've faced. And like, for me, it's not, it's not work spending time with the community. In fact, it's, it's enjoyment, it's pleasure. It's spending time with like, you know, my however thousand many friends that are involved with women and weapons. Um, and so I genuinely enjoy it. And I think that, you know, people really need to enjoy the time with their community and the people who are investing and investing in their artwork. And for me, like I said, that's not work. That's pure enjoyment. I love doing it. I love getting to talk to these people, um, spending time with them. It's like, it's like, a high for me, honestly. Like I, I'm one of those people that like my gasoline and my tank is basically hugs and like good people. To be honest, like it totally energized me. Be in awe of these good people that are in the world and just truly spend time with them. Mm, I I love that, and you can tell that about you. Um, in our final minutes together, Sarah, just to get to know you a little better. Talk to us about what's in your wallet, other artists that you've collected or or other collections that you're excited about, but beside your own. Yeah. No, oh my gosh. Well, first and foremost, you know, I'm a big champion of women. I love uh, women and uh, underrepresented diverse groups of individuals. So I have some amazing pieces in Tao, Tao NFT. I love dead fellas. I love world of women. Um, I like to collect a lot from independent artists, uh, collected from Shima Vasukian. She's out of Turkey. Um, I've collected from Essa. She's a wonderful artist out of Nigeria. Um, and I've collected from my friend crown syndrome. Um, I can't remember what country he's in, but it's somewhere in, uh, I think Eastern Europe. Um, but I really, really love these 
supporting these artists that I think need to be put up on a pedestal. And I really like one, I enjoy their artwork. I also like to pay it forward by wherever I collect their art and enjoy their artwork, sharing about it. Um, so I, I have too much in my wallet, but I love every ounce of it. So <laughs> what can I do? I love, we share so many of the same passions at for Tao NFT. Not only do I, have I collected several of her digital works, but I actually have some of her print. I think I have at least two of her printed works hanging up on the wall in my home and, uh, and Amber Vittoria. I mean, what, what a talent. So those are, uh, in- incredible list of artists that you had. Um, finally, Sarah, I love, let's let's manifest some dreams at the end of this podcast. If, if you could put out there in the universe, any dreams for yourself as an artist or entrepreneur, or anyone you'd love to collaborate with, like what, what does some of those dreams look like for you? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest dreams for me would be able to collaborate with uh, some incredible artists that I have always looked up to um, and been inspired by, like uh, Kehinde Wiley and uh, Shepard Fairey. Um, that would be an absolute dream of mine as well. You know, Randy, I haven't talked about this anywhere else. This is I'm talking about it actually for the first time. But you know, one of my biggest dreams has been to bring my characters to life. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to focus a little bit on animation modeling and motion capture, uh, to really demonstrate the power of the women and weapons IP and meet people where they are and expose people to a whole new audience. And, uh, I'll be able to share a little bit more about that in the next couple of weeks, but, um, guys, dreams do come true. It's a matter of chasing those dreams and taking calculated risks and putting yourself out there, Um, but you can absolutely have them come true. And I think that, uh, that's been the case certainly for me and, you know, working with Kahinde Wiley or Shepard Ferry, maybe I can manifest that coming to fruition as well. Absolutely. Well, it's always a wonderful thing when dreams come true for just beautiful, positive, amazing people like yourself, Sarah. So I I wish that for you. Where can our listeners go to find out more about women and weapons and follow you in your art journey? Absolutely. So um, on both Instagram and Twitter, my handle is at NFT, S-A-R-A-B-A-U-M-A-N-N. So at NFT, Sarah Bauman. Um, And also on both Twitter and Instagram, we're at Women and Weapons, if you want to follow us there. Um, But you can also head over to our website, which is uh, www.womenandweapons.io. And that should have all of our social links as well. Um, But we love new friends. We'd love for more people to come in and, you know, feel free to ask us questions. you know, we love to share. We love to invite new people in and um, really open our arms to new people. So, you know, please do feel free to jump in. We're open doors. We're open books. Um, be a part of the community. You know, ask Jake and I questions. Uh, we're happy to be there for people. Amazing. Well, Sarah, I it, it's been such a delight getting to know you over this past uh, nine months. And I look forward to many more adventures together in Web3. Thank you for just being such an incredible leader in this space. Oh, thank you so much, Randy. Absolutely. That was Sarah Bowman, <laughs> co-founder and lead artist behind Women and Weapons, just one of the most positive, talented, incredible people in the space. Um, if you're going to follow like just a couple of people in Web3, make sure you're following Sarah. Make sure you're checking out everything that she's doing at Women and Weapons. The art is beautiful and the, the community is magnificent. 
All right. Well, that was uh, our episode today for Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. Thanks for joining us in the Crypto Cafe today. Tune in next week for a brand new episode where we dive into all things metaverse, NFTs, crypto, and Web3.